Harvath walked over and checked on Simon and Eddie. It was amazing how fast they moved. He could almost sense a rivalry between the two as they field-stripped the dead rebels' AK-47s, wiped everything down, and rapidly reassembled them. Lives depended on those weapons working, specifically the lives of Scott Harvath and Jessica Decker. Mick duct-taped magazines together so that all Harvath would have to do was spin a spent mag upside down in order to reinsert a fresh one. He knew, though, that if Harvath needed a second mag for any of these weapons, it was because he was in more trouble than a second mag was likely to ever help him get out of. Here's your radio, Ash said, handing it to him. Don't be afraid to use it. I won't, Harvath replied, as he worked the bone microphone into his ear. After a quick commo check, Harvath pocketed a stack of loaded Glock mags and shouldered six AK-47s. It was a rough load, but he had humped worse. It would get lighter as he got closer to Decker. Better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You'll want these too, Ash remarked, as he gave him a handful of mini chemical light sticks. Harvath thanked him, and without another word, turned and headed off in the direction Dr. Decker had been led into the jungle. The great thing about the British SAS was that they viewed war the same way the American special operations community did. You didn't win by thinking inside the box and following someone else's rules. You turned the box upside down and made your own rules, no matter what the enemy threw at you. Just as they had found a way to suppress their Glocks, they had also found a way to lay their hands on a pair of night vision goggles. As Harvath picked his way through the jungle's total darkness with them, he was thankful for the team's ingenuity. Using a flashlight would have been like taking out a billboard telling the bad guys he was coming and when he was going to be there. With what he had planned, he preferred that they not have any advance notice. Surprise was one of the things he needed to keep on his side. Though it wasn't raining, it might as well have been. Everything was damp and drops of water continued to roll off the heavy tree canopy high above. The rainforests of the Congo Basin contained so much water that they caused their own weather system and were known as the Lungs of Africa. Harvath had operated in plenty of jungles, and he had never liked any of them. He hated humidity. He preferred the high desert. High altitude and cold were his favorites. Jungles were just plain dangerous. You not only had to worry about bad guys, but everything else lurking out there that wanted to eat you too. Then there was the orchestra of noise, one sound layered upon the next. There was so much of it, it was hard to think, much less listen for any indication of danger. You had no way of knowing if what you had heard was five yards away or five inches. That went double in the dark. The path Dr. Do-Gooder and the lead soldier had taken was pretty well trampled and easy to follow. As Harvath positioned his first AK and marked its hiding spot with one of the mini chem lights, his mind was taken up by how pissed off he was at Decker. She had placed her ideology over her instincts. Harvath, who was all instinct, had seen her type before. It never ended well for them. And in a conflict zone, it all too often ended very badly for the people around them. He had no intention of letting that happen here. As he worked his way deeper into the jungle, he continued to hide rifles and leave chem lights along the way. 
what he wouldn't have given for a ruck full of claymores, but it was much better than nothing. The problem with spacing out the rifles was that he had no idea how far in he would have to go. It was all based on his gut. As he was about to place the last one, he began to hear voices. Every muscle in his body tensed, and he stood absolutely still, his ears straining to not only discern what they were saying, but also to determine how far away they were and if they were moving in his direction. Quietly, he stepped off the path and crouched down.